known about the nine circles of hell from classical literature, the first circle is known as limbo. It's a place of monotony. Souls are trapped in a world that never changes and they can never leave. The second circle of hell is lust. There in the darkness of the second circle, souls are blown around endlessly in the winds of unquenchable desire. Circle number three is for the gluttons, and it's filled with mud and eternal cold rain where souls wallow in solitary self-indulgence. The fourth circle of hell is greed. The prodigal and avaricious spend their hours rolling weights back and forth and against one another. The fifth circle of hell, anger. The river Styx runs through this circle, filled with the wrathful and the gloomy. The sixth Circle of Hell, heresy. It's for heretics who have distorted and denied the truth. The seventh circle of hell is for violence. The Minotaur guides this level, filled with the violent, the assassins, and the tyrants. Circle number eight is for fraud. The pit of despair created by fraudulence. And until now, as far as you know, the deepest circle of hell, number nine, treachery. It's reserved for leaders who have betrayed the special trust placed in them. Hello there. I'm your infernal host, Bill Zebub, and I'm here to tell you about the tenth circle of hell. It's a circle reserved for the musical snob, for the person who adheres to one sort of music and one sort of music only and holds that music up above everyone else's using their choice of music as a status symbol. These are the annoying people at parties. These are the people you can't stand to have in the car with you because they're constantly switching the radio station looking for a channel that plays the kind of music they like. This tenth circle of hell we call the Devil's Victrola. And here in the Devil's Victrola, we play music guaranteed to cause the greatest amount of suffering in music devotees of any genre. If you like classical music, you will hate Satan's Victrola. If you like country music, you will burn in agony in Satan's Victrola. If you like the popular hits, you will be tormented in Satan's Victrola. Every time the needle drags its way through a groove, another soul is tormented. Welcome, visitors to the Tenth Circle of Hell. This is Satan's Victrola. tune in as well because I, your infernal host, 
Bill Z. Bob have been granted all power over the tenth circle of hell. So we should start out tonight, I feel, with something particularly annoying. Something to take the most teetotaling music aficionado and send him into the bar where he doesn't come out until you can hear the whiskey sloshing in his stomach. Oh, and we're sorry about the skips. Nothing we can do about that.
somehow know that when something begins with da 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 da, it's going to be German. <laughs> oh, welcome. We're two songs into the vile Victrola, the Devil's Own. I'm Bill Z. Bob. That first song, if song can be used to describe it, is uh, The Alcoholic Blues by uh, Vernon Dalhart. Now, if that name sounds familiar at all, it's because he is responsible for a perfectly pleasing song that you'll never hear on the Devil's Victrola. It was uh, the Prisoner's Song. You know, we hear it all the time down here. I had wings like an angel Over these prison walls I would fly <laughs> And then after that we took a trip across the ocean Over to good old pre-Hitler Germany For the Strassmere Dacher Bauer Polka, or <laughs> words to that effect. Now, let's keep the damnation rolling. After all, everybody loves a polka.
hloupí, co jsem tam jen zapil. Když napřed propustil, jsem vypil magador, pak vážně vzal jsem klouka, jak veliko motraptor. Tu slyším volat pozor v kotelním prostoru, vždyť držej toho kluka, toho motoru. punishment for the musical snobs. And I know that among your number tuning in to this premiere broadcast of the Devil's Victrola are going to be concerned about whether or not we've paid our royalty fees for this music. Now, I suppose I could be a naughty little devil and tell you that no, <laughs> we don't pay royalty fees, but this is hell, uh, not the U.S. Copyright Office, so uh, we're playing only public domain works, most of which you can find on the delightfully sinful website, Free Music Archives. .org. Gee, you know, it almost makes me sad to think about it, but in the uh, heady days of the turn of the century, and by that I mean the 1890s to 1900s, those days before radio, they didn't need disc jockeys because the record companies would hire some pinhead with a deep voice to tell you the name of the song as the record, or in this case, the cylinder, began playing. But my goodness, listen to how this fellow's voice changes during the introduction. Why don't you write when you don't need money? Sung by Bob Rafford. Record. 
There's lots of trouble in sight. Miss Jones is starting to write to miss a mental man on the road. He sent a letter just now. It's the old story how the troop is busted, the treasure blows. Please, honey, send me my fare. I'm hungry too, I declare. You know I love you, that ain't no lie. But when she thinks of that touch, twice a week is too much, so she sends him this icy reply. Why don't you write when you don't need money? All your notes sound alike too much. All of them start with I love you, honey, but they end with the same old touch. Just for a change, send a nice loving letter and cut out that please remit. Why don't you write when you don't need money, honey? That would certainly make a hit. Why all them borrows from you would break a wagon in two? Say you're certainly a hard luck scamp. I get them early and late. They come from every state. Why don't you get yourself a rubber stamp, huh? One page is loving and sweet, but on the back of the sheet, why, there's the usual tale of woe. And that old P.S. please send, honey, come to an end. I got the writer's cramp sending your door. Why don't you write when you don't need money? All your notes sound alike too much. All of them start with I love you, honey, but they end with the same old touch. Just for each, try to send a loving letter and cut out that please remit. Why don't you write when you don't need money, honey? That would certainly make a hit. Not so far from here, there's a very lively atmosphere. Everybody goes winter this year, and there's a reason. The season opens last July. Ever since the USA went dry, everybody's going there, and I'm going so. I'm on my way to Cuba. There's where I'm going. Cuba. Sooner rather than later, I suspect. 
of Bill Z. Bob, the infernal host of this new podcast, The Devil's Victrola. <laughs> oh, and the music has got the souls screaming in torment. Now we're barely halfway through the first hour of our brand new podcast. Does anyone else feel the need to go wee-wee? Poor Johnny's heart went pity-pity-pat somewhere in sunny France. He met a girl by chance with the naughty-naughty glance. She looked just like a kitty kitty cat She loved to dance and play So he learned no French When he left the trench He knew well enough to say We, we, Marie Will you do this for me? We, we, Marie Then I'll do that for you I love your eyes They make me feel so foolish You'll drive me loony You're teasing me why can't we polyboo like other sweethearts do? I want a kiss or two from our Cherie. Oui, oui, Marie. If you'll do this for me, then I'll do that for you. Oui, oui, Marie. Those wicked French people and their French ways. They walked along the bully bully body, whispered you for me. Someday in gay Paris, I will make you marry me. Just then a bunch of bully bully boys threw kisses on the fly. Marie got wise when they rolled their eyes, they sang as they passed her by. We, we, Marie, will you do this? For me, we oui, we oui, Marie, then I'll do that for you. I love your eyes, they make me feel so foolish. You'll drive me loony, you're teasing me. Why can't we polyboo like other sweethearts do? I want a kiss or two from our cherry, we oui, we oui, Marie. If you'll do this for me, then I'll do that. For you, we oui, we oui, Marie, we oui, we oui, Marie. Will you do this for me, we oui, we oui, Marie? Then I'll do that for you. I love your eyes; they make me feel so foolish. You'll drive me loony. You're teasing me. I cannot learn to speak the Latin, French, or Greek, but I can kiss the cheek. Of Marcherry, we oui, we oui, Marie. If you'll do this for me, then I'll do that for you. We oui, we oui, Does 
it was so hard to get her, she can never get away. Because I'm watching her all the night and all day. I've always had her picture, I had it in my mind. I always knew the kind I wanted, and she's exactly the kind. Does she make everybody step? I'll say she does. Does she go la-da-da-da? I don't care. I'll say she does. But is she nicer to me? And does she sit on my knees? Does she? I'll say she does. And does she crave a wedding and everything? I'll say she does. Was she happy to get the ring? You bet she was. When I kiss her, does she shout? Does she do a lot of things I can't talk about? Does she? I'll say she does. Ah, yes. The road to hell is paved with double entendres. That was a rather famous fellow you just heard there. Al Jolson, and before him, someone who was quite the box office draw in his day, Arthur Fields. I'm the box office draw of the year down here, Bill Z. Bob, spinning the tombs on the platters and cylinders on the devil's Victrola. Now, I don't think Bill Z. Bob has ever been accused of being a prude, but there's something about the title of this next tune that strikes me as a little bit on the potty-mouth side. It's from Isabella Patricola. Mm, I could use a nice Patricola right now. But the song is called... Mama goes where Papa goes. Did we really need to know that? Thank you. 
Jim is here. And I'll explain why I built the river. I work and give her everything to pay for food and pay house rent. Her way fills me with discontent. Well, I just naturally thought it best to leave her. Forgive my lawful wedded wife, that's you. Then we here, Judge, how would you like to have handed to you? Being for your breakfast, being for your lunch, being there supper time. Boiled beans, stew beans, stew beans, baked beans, beans made no time. You never have him. Chicken or lamb, drink as it is. My home, I admire just, but I got tired of eating beans. 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 A nice hot roast. Mm-mm, that's good and sweet. Pork chops and steak. I love to eat. Just so it's me, it's a natural tea, while sitting at my table. Have liver, beef, and so is feel. Just gusted, yes, yeah, that's the way I feel. I must have meat, along with my meals, especially when I'm able. to admire the way the performers used the bassoon to characterize the thoughts caused by eating all those beans, beans, beans. That was Gus Van, and uh, somebody please open a window. Now, as uh, Satan's right-wing demon, I... Bill the Bob, fancy myself something of a musical librarian, if you will. Uh, sort of a walking, burning encyclopedia. For instance, our next song from Arthur Collins uh, was recorded back, oh, I believe around 1916. He is given credit in the discography of history as being the first musician to use the word jazz in the title of a song or in the name of his band. They did a song called That Funny Jazz Band from Dixieland in 1916. Uh, raise your hand if you know where the word jazz comes from, hmm? Ah, now keep it to yourself. This one is called I Love, I Love My Wife, But Oh, You Kid. Single plan, I guess she was 
jazz theme going. It used to be spelled J-A-S, but I guess that was a little too close to the original spelling of the thing, uh, the uh, function, the fluid that jazz got its name from. <laughs> uh, share among yourselves, if you will. Now, who's up for a little American history? Of course, being an eternal spirit like I am, this seems like it just happened yesterday, but in the mortal world, it was 105 and a half years ago when the first African-American heavyweight champion of the world made a record about his fight with Jim Jeffries. Here's the great champion Jack Johnson talking about his epic victory. Ladies and gentlemen, with your kind indulgence, I will endeavor to say a few words in regards of the great heavyweight battle which took place 4th of July of this year between myself and one of the gamest and greatest heavyweights that ever laced on a boxing glove. And the name Mr. James J. Jeffries, allow me to say that on the 4th day of July, Mr. Jeffries entered into the ring with the world of confidence. I did likewise. And the fight was strictly on its merit. Mr. Jeffries fought with the very best of his ability and self-knowledge. During the second round, Mr. Jeffries sees a left hand uppercut to the eye. The close eye entirely paralyzed whole side of his face. Fought a great uphill battle. Something that ordinary man could not withstood. I have fought over 170 odd battles, and during that time, I have met America's greatest and also the greatest that Europe could find and Australia. But the whole of my career, I have never seen or heard of a man that could undergo the punishment that Mr. James J. Jeffries had gone through on that day. Fight was a fight that one whom seen it can never forget. Voting public at large wanted it, and they got it. There was votes from all parts of the world, and at the end of the battle, they were well satisfied, and they say it was the greatest that was ever.
itself, but I'll bet you you're familiar, at least, with one of their trumpet players, a very talented young man named Louis Armstrong. I am a very talented young demon. Well, young in the scheme of things, I would suppose. Bill Z. Bub is my name, and we're getting ready to cauterize our very first podcast of The Devil's Victrola. Golly gee whiz, I was not aware of what hard work this would be. I am certainly sleepy, and I look forward to heading back to my bedroom crypt to get a good centuries sleep. Of course, we don't have the traditional amenities like blankets. I mean, who needs them, really? And our pillows, we tried that once, but they just burn up. Well, little Lizzie Miles here has quite the relationship with her pillow. Oh, <laughs> 